with Vershawn Jackson. Powered by Bauer. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Hey, hey, we are back. 93.7 The Ticket and the Captain Show. Uh, Kelsey Mississippi Mud Dog. Aaron Davis says this. You not running the des- on the designated date negates the belt. The bet. Period. No, <laughs> it doesn't, AD. The bet was not a date. The bet was that I can run it faster than the 85 seconds that Thickless ran it in. Period. Was that not the bet? Was that not the bet? We have to go back on the tape. If only we recorded Nick. it when you guys made the agreement. Nick. Nick's mad at Nick's, me. Nick's, yeah, he's like, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have called him Thickless. But Nicholas, Rico, the bet, they all know that the bet was. It was just that I would go 85 seconds. That was it. I would beat it, and I did. Now everybody's all, no, you didn't do it. It was. Oh, <laughs> you didn't do it. Now you didn't get And then I go and I, I actually do it because nobody thought I could do it, right? Everybody said, no, you can't. You can't do that. You can't do it. You're too old. You can't do it. You walk slow. You've got too many injuries. What did I do? I did it. I overcame the odds of people telling me what I couldn't do. I prepared myself, not by running the 400. Because I knew if I ran the 400 and I got it in a minute and 50, now that was going to be a thing where I'm going to have to overcome 30 seconds. And I said, all I need to do is get my body in shape and run. I know I can run. And that's what I did. So, A.D., I'm going to need that bread out of you. Call Ryan. I'm going to need that bread out of you, A.D. I, well, you know, I'm just, A.D., you know, I'll talk to you when I see you. Black shirt beat Rico. No, they didn't race. Black shirt pulled up lane. <laughs> Black shirt did not beat. <laughs> did not win. No, Black shirt blew all kind of gaskets. Yeah. Rico, actually, I can see Rico going 4-8. Maybe four, high 4-8, four, 4-9. Four, no, you're not going 4-7, Rico. Forget about it, buddy. It ain't happening. You look good. Because you're still young and you're 28. But, you know, you got a little little extra weight you're carrying with you. And so if you chop that weight, I can see you going faster than a 4'7". If not, forget about it. What did he run yesterday? A 5'2". Yeah, just in like and jeans. normal shorts. Yeah, yeah, jeans, jeans and, and tennis shoes and, oh, and like okay. some Chuck Taylors or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, 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 look, he, he, he ran faster than Terrell. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, so I'll give him, I'll give him that. Um, he says Thomas and Lincoln says if you back out something. Wait, what did you say? I ran five, ran a five two. No, I ran a five flat. Oh, no, five. I, I, I had the stopwatch. No, I ran a five flat. Did you re- did you record yourself? I checked three other stopwatches. My stopwatch said, and they were five, five flat. That's because they were four yards in front of the finish line. No, or a yard. No, Rico, we <laughs> don't recorded do, no, it. No, don't try that. Rico, it was five two. Oh, so the other three stopwatches that had your that had your time at one twenty one. Should we round it up to one twenty three? Since well, I, that's what I, I had. I had one twenty two for myself. I had one twenty three. Okay, well, you started yours late. Is that still? Is that still? Well, well, who are we going off of? Are we going off of the three other times, or are uh, we going off of one person's time? I'm just asking. Either way, did it that still, still beat Nick? Nick? Yeah. So it I did. So then, doesn't matter what time you give me. Ran a five flat. Five two. Whatever. A five flat I, with I flat shoes on. I will give him that. His form looked good. He looked good running. It, it looked like he was a hundred meter guy. That's about it. <laughs> but but yeah, four eight. He'd have to really get in shape. He'd have to get in shape. Yeah, yeah. He got to lose probably fifteen pounds. Then I can see him running four seven. Maybe Bob. Maybe. 
Uh, let's get to some of these text messages, then we, we're going to introduce our special guest. Uh, 9084 says, did they ask Casey to leave? Is this Aaron Graham? Or is this Aaron G? He's <laughs> just Aaron G. I'm just playing. Uh, I mean, word on the street, mutual, right, conversations? Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe someday. You'll, you don't fit the, the mold of what we're trying to do, sir. I want a running quarterback. You're a passing quarterback. I, if they if they truly did ask him to leave, that that's not a that's a bad decision. I don't. I'm thinking that at the end of the day, I'm I, I'm not confirming or denying anything. What I said was it had to be mutual for them to part ways. It's not like me, uh, uh, Casey came out and said anything bad. Nobody said anything bad about him from a coach's perspective. My point is that if Casey left, he only got one year to play, right? Mm-hmm. So, what else was we? How do we say what what happened? You I'm just ju- saying. Mutual, you think Casey just said I'm gone? Well, I mean, he wanted. Pl- he might just want playing time. Well, I mean, just break it down in a different way, right? Like if you're in a relationship and you got a year to get married, and the, your your partner says, "Hey, uh, you don't fit the mold for what I want." I mean, I think it's yeah. You agree to disagree and move on, right? Yeah, I mean, that's what I think. I don't think you. I wasn't there. It is what it is. I mean, for Casey, listen. I look at it. I look at the positives in both. For Casey, it gives him an opportunity to go somewhere and be the guy, right? For and not have to fight for a position in an offense that's not suited for your strengths. Mm-hmm. Period. Go somewhere where your strengths are going to be put on showcase, right? So if if Casey is if he leaves, that's a good thing. Why? Because it opens the door. For a young kid to come in and be groomed, period. I don't, I don't like it either, Bach. I don't like. Yeah, I don't. It. I, I don't think it's a good thing necessarily. It's, it's good for Casey, um, for Nebraska. I mean, I just, it just boils down to the fact you've had, you had two Division One starters in your quarterback room. Now you have one. Huh. Notorious Bib says, "I never thought you, 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 you wouldn't do it, VJ, but I didn't want you to hear that you hurt yourself. See, that's coming from a position of weakness." Why would I ever think I'm going to hurt myself? Don't you prepare? He who fails to prepare, prepares to fail. What, what's, that, what's that other monarchy? Um, proper, how did that go? I can't remember how it goes. It'll hit me later. But I think it's proper, uh, uh, I don't know, it'll come later. Prepare, but prepare, perform. There you go. You know, what I'm, you, you know exactly where I'm going. I'm just saying, you know, it, it is... It is what it is. It's the same thing with football. It's the same thing with Dion. It's the same thing with Coach Rule, that they have to prepare themselves for the season that they have in hand. Now, as a head coach, I've been a head coach. I want pieces. That piece fits me. Van Vos, you fit the mold at running back. That's what I want. Uh, uh, Bach, you fit the mold at kicker. That's what I want. You're a great kicker and a three-point specialist. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. That's right. Right. <laughs> But uh, I'm just simply saying, you know, I, I want to go back to AD and these guys because this is kind of the same type of situation. I was told that I we um, all agreed that I was going to run the 400, right? Mm-hmm. Now, the date was set for the 22nd. It was. But as a, a business owner of three different businesses, as a radio personality, right? And so that means I got four jobs, Okay. It didn't make any sense for me to go out and run in 35-degree weather, and I'm an old guy, in 35-miles-an-hour wind. Mm. 
Doesn't make sense, AD. So all I'm saying is I ran it. I overcame it. Hold your end of the bargain up, man. Don't make excuses because you didn't think I was going to make it anyway. You didn't think I would finish, and you certainly didn't think that I would beat that time. Without further ado, I want to bring in my special guest. Uh, we we uh, just met. This is a football player, um, not, not just a football player because sometimes we get labeled as just football players. And I think for me – I hate when people want to talk to me just about football, as if I don't have anything else to offer in life. <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. You know, three time champ for Sean Jackson, man. What do you think? What do you think, Coach Rule? And those guys are going to do? Not. Hey, how's <laughs> life been the last thirty years? Are you a grandpa yet? Yeah. How many grandkids you got? What kind of? What are you doing for yourself? Not three, three, business owners, three business owners and four jobs. I mean, look, man. And even NFL stands for not for long. Absolutely. Uh, so, you know, honestly, what but you just saying that? I didn't. I, honestly, I'm not trying to just. You know, I, that's incredible. I mean, African American man, he's there for his children, overcoming obstacles, and, and being a leader. To me, that's better than any Heisman Trophy or NFL MVP. And that's just for me, coming from African American man myself. No disrespect. Hope I didn't mean it. But I mean, to me, you're an example of the way we should live. You know what I mean? And treat people. You work hard. You just got to work hard. Keep grinding. And and then you got to find things to do that's not work me running my mouth everybody know it ain't work it's easy right so i gotta find these different avenues me selling cars i love cars i got hot wheels on for a reason it's easy me selling food it's easy we've been doing that since we were young bucks you know so those different things having a barber shop and doing some different things like that those things are easy right but it looks easy getting up you think you? Let me give you my day, Bach. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. All right. Got up at six o'clock this morning. Was at the restaurant at seven. Left at nine, nine ten, somewhere around in there to get here. I'm gonna turn right back around. I might stop at the university for a hot minute, but then I'm gonna turn right back around and I'm gonna go back to the restaurant. I'll spend about three or four hours there. I'm gonna go to the dealership. Spend two or three hours there. Go back to the restaurant. I'm not making any excuses. I love it. Mm. I love it. Born to do it. Yes. It's it's something that I enjoy doing. Find out what you enjoy doing. Don't wait until you're 40. Get involved in it early. Now, without further ado, I want to bring in Derek Van Vost. Just give us some background, Derek, about your football history, what you're doing in football, and then bring us up to what you're doing currently, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, well, um, I was blessed to have abilities to, um, to football to get me out of uh, – of my living uh, environment as a child in, in South Arkansas. Um, ended up going to University of Arkansas and uh, ended up graduating from University of Arkansas. My football um, stats, numbers, all those things, great. I was a part of what was the first, the team of the official, the original Wild Hogs, right? So we know now as the Wildcat offense and things like that. Uh, of course, McFadden made it famous. But, um, you know, honestly, uh, I try not to talk about football a lot because I'm not an, a failed football player. I am a, a national civil rights leader, uh, special assistant to Reverend Jesse Jackson, and um, I'm about justice. And, and I hate being on a sports show and not want to talk about football, about myself. But uh, honestly, it, it, that's not who I am. Yeah, I played football. I had an opportunity to get a degree. Um, I wasn't even the top 10 out of my projects, best of my projects. I mean, people don't know that uh, LP come from Little Rock. 
You know, um, you got all these running backs from the SEC that come from my area. So I wasn't the smartest or the best athlete. I just happened to be in a situation and took advantage of my opportunity. And uh, like I said, I'm more than football. And I try not to ever bring up football. And I hate being on a sports show and not want to throw stats out. It's okay. But stats, stats are not me. Um, I am just a, a man who used sports as a platform to change my life and now help change others. So when did you get when did you know that this was going to be the path for you? as far as changing other people's lives and sports had to take a back seat to what you're doing now? Well, um, I think when I was uh, playing college football, and um, and again, I'm not throwing shade. A lot of people, it, it's not necessarily racism. It's unconscious bias. Racism simply hate. Unconscious bias is stuff we just don't know we're doing and we think's okay. But it was when uh, my dream was to coach football, and I had given all my – that's all I knew. I had uh, My life was football. Everything I knew was football. So I, and once you do that for so long, you realize that's all you really know because you took up all your time learning anything else. But you notice the GAs or coaches, nephews, friends, or whatever, and they're doing the clipboard and doing the coaching, right? So you playing, they doing that stuff. Not bad. They didn't do anything wrong. But when you, when you graduate, it's like, okay, I'm ready to get a job. Now, well, unfortunately, our staff is full. Now, these GAs um, – coaches nephews and things or now they're they're they got four years five years on you you know of coaching experience especially in the sec right so now they're the coaches mm -hmm. so you're like well, what, what what can i do now well you're not gonna make the nfl you gonna make the league and you back what do you what i do now well can i get a job coaching well uh no but we can get you in a ga position and then you can get your master's degree okay great you get them you get it uh uh, your GA position and you washing clothes for the girls' soccer team. Which, hey, man, that, uh, again, you grind till you get where you need to go. And then I realized one day, like, a man, not that it should matter, but it was a white man. He came to me and he said, here's a book. Have you read this book written by a white man? Just telling you. It's this thing called modern-day slavery. And I was like, easy, man. <laughs> easy. Yeah. But in the book, I recommend you look it because in the book, it takes how slavery and the NFL process are from the exact same manual from the time you take the slave, you take them down to their bare clothes, you take and you show, you do the wingspan, how strong they are, how tall they are, you know, how, what now we'd call athletic they are, and you put it right beside the mold of slavery. And when I seen that, I couldn't unsee that. And then you start looking at it. Wait a minute. We're good enough to play, but we're not good enough to make money, right? And then you're very, very valuable until you injured or you hurt. Then you're not valuable anymore. And they'll just, you know, just guard you no matter how good you are, right? And so that blew my mind. But one thing that really got me was how in the world can this be slavery if they're making millions of dollars? You know what I mean? Well, the owners are making billions. And you think about plantations, right? You know, slaves can work on a plantation, but you can't own one. And then I start looking in. How many professional teams are owned by African Americans to how many play? And at the time, it was none. And so people come back, oh, oh but, but there is one sixteenth is owned of the uh, Charlotte, whatever, is owned by Michael Jordan. Okay, that's it? No, Magic just recently bought uh, the Redskins. Of course, he'll be here in a, in a few days. But 
you think about that. I got to tell a young African-American who dedicated his life to get out of the projects or whatever to do all these things and say, well, if you're as good as Michael Jordan, one day you can be at the top of that. Now, I'll make sure something very clear. I'm not insinuating anybody's a racist. I'm not. It's just the unconscious bias we just all, you know, we just don't see. And so at that point, I realized I got to say something about this. People just don't see it. And when I seen it, I seen how people reacted. I was I was pointing something out that we could fix. And I was. You would think that I I did something that was so horrible that they wanted to hang me. They want to get rid of my name. They wanted, and once that happened, I knew I knew. And then when my auntie was telling me about uh, LP, can I say it on here? I mean, I, I don't, I don't yeah. this is this is this is real, man. This is real radio. Man. This you know, the captain show, baby. I tell you what, hold that LP store. Hold that LP store, guys. We're going to we touching on something today and, and uh, we're going to continue to do that. We're going to do that right off the other side of the break. We're powered by Bauer, the ticket 93.7, the captain show.